Hi, everybody. This is Will. I want to let you all know that the next few episodes that are going to come out are going to be released bi-weekly, because Theo and I have vacation and holiday plans. But don't you worry. They're just going to be the same high quality that you have come to expect from our program. And with that said, let's get right into it. Hey, hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. fascinating theo how watching how much media consumes itself mm. it it is an ouroboros a snake eating its own tail because mm-hmm. i consume two pieces i i have consumed two pieces of media <laughs> and that's what i basically thought off of okay because i'm almost at the end of uh batman's long halloween okay which is a great graphic nice. novel series i'm actually really into it it is um the moment that you see non-two-faced harvey dent you go that motherfucker's becoming harvey dent there's no like there he's becoming <laughs> there two-faced no in the plot <laughs> yeah of right. this. and going through it um because i also was watching batman the animated series i recently had the the heat on my in at my house like <laughs> turn off on the coldest day of the the year and mm-hmm. so i was uh just kind of huddled and watching different batman media and i watched the origin of two-face and i'm like this is literally the same exact plot. (laughs) And then like the amount of Batman plots that have stolen just the plot of uh, long Halloween is crazy. Cause I think they've had stuff from it in the Batman. They had the like Falcone Mm -hmm. bullshit. Um, They had it in the dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Um, They had it in. Yeah. But multiple things. And I also, because it is uh, in our time, still the holiday season. um, I was watching home alone Two. Nice. Classic pick. I got. I've never seen Home Alone two. I've what? only seen Home Alone one. I love Home Alone you know one. That, Great gonna, movie. You know, there's a Home Alone three, right? You know this. I, I'm not gonna watch it because no. I heard nothing good. Is <laughs> it's a gem <laughs> from my. Mean? It's a gem from my childhood. It totally holds that, that up. Is I nothing. Say, having not seen <laughs> it in twenty years. <laughs> I was about to say there's as not a, not a thing. People only talk about the Macaulay Culkin ones, which I think is just one and two. Yep. I am literally fifty percent. It's a two hour movie. I am an hour in. You stopped after me. an hour. I had to go to sleep. Lost in New York. Night. You were like, enough. I'm done. I said, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be found in my bed. Isn't the <laughs> lost, was, is the lost in New York one, it's the one he stays in like the penthouse hotel and he sees Donald Trump, right? Yeah. And it's Tim Curry is the yeah. concierge. Right, and right, I, right. Uh, who is the other actor? He's not David Spade. Who's the fuck? He was the I'm not uh, know this. male gigolo. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but he's, he's like a, a concierge butler guy too. But, uh, it is the same plot structure. In, they do the same th- like base things, even having the same movie, the fake movie in both, where he does a bit of playing the movie to get the character to be like, hey, reach for the sky. And then other people think it's a real character, <laughs> well, and then it starts firing the comic gun, and so they run away. Well, and like, jive and- you started off with this by saying that like media consumes itself, but you've picked yeah. 
comics, which are yeah. notorious for just repeating storylines, like that as a medium, no. as a medium, that is pretty I'm, much I'm going to nail say, on the head. Like, yes, there's oh, a lot of innovation, but of course there are some staple storylines that they retell over oh, and over. Oh, if Annie was here, she would start tearing into you because <laughs> there's nothing more passionate that she gets about than Batman. And she would go, the mythology of Batman and start just ripping your arms <laughs> off. Um, but no, but there's the the fact that because like there are a few I, I agree that there's a few like big Batman comics like that are because like people take uh, Dark Knight Rises sure. all the time or Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns is the, the comic book and then Dark Knight Rises is the movie that came out um, and like Bane breaking Batman's back and stuff. There's like key moments, but it's also like you don't have to keep doing the same moments agree agree you don't have to keep doing the same there's so many other comics there's a lot of other comics this is literal but then your your thing kind of breaks out where it's a sequel to the movie no but i'm saying then the second the second one is that like children's movies children just delight by seeing the same thing so like yeah a a children's movie is just like they're gonna do the same thing again if it was similar i would have no problem with it it is beat for beat the same <laughs> movie, well, including, I, like, I think I could probably get the time code of when the wet bandits show up in the original movie and when they show up in this, and it's probably around the same wanna, time code. I want to bring your memory back to when the when Star Wars 7 came out, and we mm. were like, wait a minute, this is just A New Hope. That's fine again. because it was in enti- decades. This is just <laughs> it was decades. It wasn't the same exact actor who looks the exact same age because they probably just said this one was good. Get it rolling. Like <laughs> let's get the second one out there. But anyway, that's you know what? These are the the arguments, the tiffs, the the raised voices that you get on Segment City, our podcast that we're talking to you from right now. Hmm. My name's Will Kane and. God damn it. Am I home alone again? Ugh. And I'm Theo Sapakos, and uh, this is my origin story, but you've heard it before, but we're going to do it again. (laughs) Slightly different. Will's going to break my back, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Your name's (laughs) Three-Face. What's that? Neapolitan face. I got three flavors. I got one (laughs) in each side, and then I got one on the top. I'm five-face. There's an odd odd number, so fifth face is kind of having a bad time. It's on top. I'm balding, but it's on top. It's uncovering very slowly. That's the worst. Okay, horror movie idea. Instead of <laughs> instead of instead of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, where it's on the back of his head, it's going to be on or top of the head. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be on top it's, of the head this time. It's going to migrate, but it's going to be multiple faces, and they're going to have different personalities. And one of them's absolutely going to be the fat face, and it's going to be like, "How about we're going to burger?" And everyone goes, "Not now, fat face." <laughs> no, no, fat face, come and on. Then he's, it's like <laughs> three stooges. But I didn't even describe what the podcast is. This is a podcast in which Theo and I, ooh, we dumpster dive our way through the internet and we get all those good comedy morsels for you all to listen to and package them into segments such as this one, which is instead of a Will Stupid Thought, I'm going to I'm gonna bring you something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to call this Will's Try This On For Size. <gasps> What's that mean? This means I found a post <laughs> on a website, and I and had um, I just kind of want your thoughts about this, okay? Um, and and maybe we could see if this will affect our lives because this is uh, I'm just gonna go right into it. Um, this is from a user named Arcane Loquence. Things you can say in response to literally anything when you have nothing else to say. 
All right. Yeah, I'm ready for this. This is just, this is, this is conversation. This is the conversation equivalent of like, of mashed oh, potato. Of just oh. like, of like bland <laughs> mashed potato. Like this is just adding nothing. Like. I thought you were going to say that this, this is, is cream of, like cream of corn. This is nothing. I, this is absolutely I, nothing. I thought that you were going to say this is like literally those YouTube channels. That's like charisma on command. Like charisma it's literally telling command. you say these words and it'll, it'll be to fill any silence. <laughs> You've read how to make friends and influence people. Now welcome to how to bore people and get out of conversations. <laughs> how to, to tread how to, water. How to tread water. How to be, remain completely neutral. Yeah. So well, these, I, so these are not you, neutral statements, by the way. These are <laughs> absolutely not neutral. We haven't even gotten into them. <laughs> the, the first one, starting off strong. As the prophecy foretold. No, see, that's too controversial. That's too weird. <laughs> you can't okay. drop that. People are but, like, this guy's a fucking weirdo. That doesn't, but here's, I'm going to use I it guess, in the context okay. of <laughs> All right. So, so you go, uh, I'm like, hey, how did your weekend go? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good, you know. Just like I read a bunch, I uh, played some Assassin's mm. Creed. You know, this is a pretty normal, pretty normal weekend. Ah, ah, yes, as the prophecy foretold. Yeah, see, I gotta leave now. You're a fucking weirdo. Oh. I can't associate with you anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's the wait. end of the friendship. Wait, I didn't even pull out the big beard, <laughs> the big white beard. I just put on. It's me, <laughs> Top Head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you didn't like that one, you're definitely not gonna like this one. But at what cost? This is too edgelordy. <laughs> this, this one's too edgelordy. This is just no, this little, is, it's these too are, much. This is, this is not real advice. This is, do I have to make that little announcement? Are we finally getting to the Reddit post <laughs> with the edits on the bottom that says oh like, uh, just so we're clear, I don't hate women. I don't hate <laughs> anybody. I'm cool with everybody. Um, don't hate me. Like, How could I hate women? I have a sister. Checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so let it be written. So let it be done. That one is extra. <laughs> That's, That's too like weird. <laughs> so, it has come to this. That's just what he, she, they would have said. <laughs> I, I, that, that one is, right, is right. if I didn't listen to what they said, but I knew <laughs> the person. Like, if somebody was like, and then Theo said to me, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, of course All right, that's let's what try he this would one say. On. Let's, let's try yeah. this on. So, Will, um. Yeah, tell me, you know, I'm considering going to Bodeborg. What, what do you think of it? Tell me about it. Oh, it's it's very fun. It's like little mini escape rooms. Not everyone's like the same production value, but it, yeah, it's a good time. That's what she would have said. Am I right? <laughs> am I, am I right? Work? Does take Did it, it into a different level. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? I think am I right should have been one of the things <laughs> in this list, but it's not. Is this why fate brought us together? I think that's that's trying to make your own meat cute. Like, trying to make that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. Oh, you want to go to Bodeborg? Is this why fate brought us together? Because I was I also looking also. at reservations. Oh my, we're going to be the best of friends now. This one, this one, I don't think is very actionable unless you just leave or collapse, and thus I die. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> try that one out on me. Give me something to say, and try saying it. Let's just see if it works. You said this article says you could say it in any situation. Anything. Any situation. <laughs> the challenge is literally anything. Yes. Um, so, do you have uh, do you have any pets? No, not right now. I had a dog when I was growing up, but at the moment, I don't have any pets. I figure I travel a lot, so it'd be hard to take care of it. 
and thus I die. <laughs> and then he leans back. Will's got a, for listeners. Will's got a reclinable chair and just went fully, <laughs> fully horizontal. I did a little piece good of bit. physical good comedy bit. just for you. That was a good bit. Uh, this one's just like in my dream. You didn't have dogs in your dream. <laughs> in, in my dream either. In my dream. Oh, just like my dream. Be that as it may, still may it be as it may be. <laughs> one of us tells only <laughs> truths, and one of us no, is one a of fucko. Us, <laughs> one of us says very confusing things all the time. There is no escape from destiny. Well. I was supposed to go to Bodeborg and I kill was. my brother there. <laughs> now you're bringing me there, and I must kill I've him. I've never wanted to go to Bodeborg, but destiny is set. Fate is sealed. I bring, must bring me my helmet. <laughs> I shall kill him thus. Bring me my bike helmet. <laughs> I shall bike there, for I do not have any funds on my Charlie card. Uh, wise words by wise men write wise deeds in wise pen. Nah, you shut up. That seems like that's a little limerick for you, I guess. Uh, this one, okay, this one I think you could use in your real life. This is the only one. That I think is in this economy. Yeah, see, that's the one that everyone whips that one out. Everyone's got yeah, that in their gotta, back pocket. <laughs> somebody, anytime someone mentions the price, dancing in this economy, in the price of something. So anytime there's a mention of price in this economy, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's tough out there, and it's also tough out there because of the last bullet point on this. Dot dot dot, and then the wolves came. No, that's too provocative. That's <laughs> you don't get to, you have to, then everybody in the conversation, you're at a dinner party. You're at a little mixer. Yeah. There's passing out hors d'oeuvres. You're, you're dressed up. You're trying to impress. No, and, you sound too much like a book character, like Oscar Wilde fucking. Well, you. so, you know, I was coming home from work the other day and mm. I got home mm. and it was rainy and I had to take off my shoes so I didn't track in the mud. And then the wolves came. Okay, I think this is, it's supposed to be a, uh, at least it's not raining. Like, I think it's supposed to be that, but I, I don't know <laughs> wait, if it actually, wait. Because I was going to say your thing, I, I could absolutely use some of these for what you said, because uh, there's no escape from destiny. When you say you get home late from work, there's hey, no, there's no escape, no from, escape destiny. from destiny. Just That's like what she would have said, you know, about the muddy <laughs> shoes, something. Okay, I'm done with this bit. You know what? <laughs> you know what I'm not done with? What bit I'm not done with? Your next bit that you're going to do multiple in your segment, which is the next segment. My next bit. My next end of year, because this is, we're approaching the end of the year here in real time. Yeah. But I think by the time this comes out, it's going to be right on the cusp of the new year. Hmm. I've started this year writing down every book. TV show, movie, and game I have played this year. Oh, I'm not going to list. Them, I'm not going to list them all out, but I will go through each category and tell you my top three in no particular order picks for each category because I thought it was kind of kind of a fun exercise to look back at. Like, here's all the things I like absorbed, mm -hmm. I, I, I consumed, and uh, think about it a little bit. So I tried doing that. I get yep. a month in, and then I forget. See, the for thing the is I, I journal before bed, and so it's a really easy way for me to just like, oh, right, I started this new book today. Let me just go mm. stick it in the back of the journal. Mm, I'm really bad at journaling. So <laughs> I, I, I will not, I, I don't, I haven't seen this list. So if there's anything I haven't dealt with, I'm just going to go, okay. Probably books. Probably books is where you're going to. Books gonna, is going to be. So okay. we'll, go, we'll go books first. I read eight books this year. I'm not a particularly Ooh. fast reader. I'm a consistent reader, but that's I'm not still, fast. So eight books. That's still a lot for normal people. 
So in no particular order, top three, uh, Blake Blake Crouch wrote Upgrade. I really like it. It's a it's set in a future where basically the climate apocalypse has semi happened. Like people are still alive. Like they're still in the earth, but like the earth is very drastically changed. Mm. And the concept of the book is that this guy is the son of a like supremely knowledgeable geneticist who has come up with an upgrade for humanity. You can basically like inject yourself and you become uh what is it? Invincible? Bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, you become faster. You become smarter. You can, you know, that movie where you can use 100% of your brain or whatever. It's like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, limitless. Yeah. Limitless. So it's kind of <laughs> like Limitless. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, but it's very cool. It's a very good book. I like Blake Crouch. He's written other stuff that I like. Um, he wrote, uh, shoot, it's going to come to me. It's going to, I, I, I will make my little point. Um, there's a movie called Upgrade that I, mm. for a second, thought the, it was going to be based off of. But that sounds like a different thing because in upgrade the the movie it's a guy who was disabled in a car accident that killed his wife but there's like assassins or something and hmm. so they put a chip in him and the they're like you can move your body but uh sometimes like when people attack him the chip's like you want me to take full control to to beat him up and wow. he's like yes kill please mode. go kill and mode it does like a full it does like very fun action sequences based huh. on that but it's like uh, yeah different different thing from what you're saying Blake Crouch also wrote Recursion, which I really like. If if you're into science fiction, read Recursion. It's about uh, it's about like sort of time and and memory and being able to change the past. It's very cool. Um, you can't say that and not make me think that it's a com- computer science book. It's not a computer science book, but it's it's science. It's very computer science. As to with time, recursion, <laughs> and going back to old, yeah. Uh, next book, Killers of the Flower Moon, famously had a movie come out this year. The book is mm. phenomenal and has even more detail than the, than the three and a half hour movie. Um, I think it's a fantastic read. Uh, covers the Native American tribe out in Oklahoma that uh, that struck struck it rich with oil in the early ni- in early nineteen hundreds and the fallout when they were systematically murdered. It's a fantastic mm. book and, say, and a real and be- a real story of of like this country which i think is i'm i'm i think it's great that it's getting more shine like this story like Mm. i found out about the book because the movie was upcoming and people are finding out about the book because they've seen the movie so this is great i mean i think it's really good that this story is being told it's it's similar to the tulsa riots in watchmen where people were like what that that's real history though (laughs) yeah well i mean also like this story takes place in Oklahoma, and then Tulsa is also in Oklahoma. So dark, yeah. shadowy, <laughs> like not great. Yeah, super not, not great. Not great history. Uh, yeah. And then the last mm. book that really stuck with me this year, Children of Dune, the third book in the Dune series. Uh, you have to kind of get through the second book. Like the second book really dips, but I mean, the whole, the whole conceit of the second book is like the first book is the hero's journey. This guy goes from being like Prince to like, oh my gosh, he's Jesus reincarnated and he's going to save everybody. And then he goes off and he does save everybody. And then the second book is like really twists that and puts it on its head and is like, turns out actually the hero's journey is all BS and there are no heroes. Here's a story about the, basically the fall of him and how you know, everything he stood for is kind of a lie. And then Mm -hmm. the third book is like the reckoning. It's literally his children. And it's like the reckoning of that. And there's a lot of politicking. And I think it really picks back up. Like if you can get through the second book, the third book is phenomenal, even maybe better than the first book. And um, if you're into Dune, the first book, I highly just recommend like read the second and third one, man. It's so good. I have heard that for Dune, that it gets so in the weeds in the later ones. And it becomes like 
yeah, about deconstructing yep. the the base plot and like that there's no gods and yeah. heroes. Um, is it what for the second book? It sounds like the the thing that you like from the third book is that the narrative picks back up. Is it the second book very like Matrix Two when you it's just very, get onto a park like, bench and you're just talking about philosophy and you're like, yes. what the fuck are we doing? Right. Yeah. Like, the second the second one is very. It's it's a lot about the politics of the world and like mm. the different factions within the world and how they're maneuvering. But it's all kind of like you're you're kind of like watching it all without it really moving very quickly, and it's very like in its own world. And it, I understand that the, the author Frank Herbert like he wanted to like build the world and he wanted to like have this have this like less narrative driven kind of. Plot universe, happen, yeah. yeah, yeah, and have but then more just like slower pace characters, like and they're right. children, like in exactly. Star Wars, so. right. And the thing is, yeah. like, you can't just skip the second book because so much. I mean, there are significant characters introduced, so like you can't just skip mm. them. So, yeah, anyways, still phenomenal book. All right, TV shows. I watched. I said twenty shows. When I say that, I mean like either a f- between a few episodes and all of the seasons, like. I, okay, so I'm counting both. Of... Like I watched three episodes, that counts as one, and I watched four seasons, that also counts as one. So, like yeah. for instance, I watched all of Succession, and that I'm counting that as one. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a big. That's multiple. It's seasons. a big one. <laughs> um, number one show I want to call out is Physical 100. I, I think I've talked about it on this podcast. Oh, it's you... the Korean reality show where they co- collect the the 100 most fit people in South Korea and make them compete. It's so good. I <laughs> More people need to watch this show. It's so good. These people are so heartwarming and yet they're like so buff and they introduce them by one at a time coming into the room and you're like, by God. That's the most fit man I've ever seen in they my life. They can't get buffer than they this. They can't get buffer than that. And I said, wow, that's a buff man. <laughs> oh, he's even buffer. This man And then is... a new guy walks in and you're like, by Jesus, it's more buffness. That's more muscles on a man. Holy and moly. Then, and then they go like, yeah, my family has been in tough times. My mother has... Um, super cancer so that's been <laughs> yeah. rough and, and then all- they do and then the first challenge it's like all right go on the monkey bars over this bit of goo and then they immediately on the first one like fall in what? and they're like, like tough no. shit <laughs> oh man but every time someone gets out they're like this has really inspired me to go home and work out more and you're like oh my god wrong takeaway yeah. but love it <laughs> no i get it <laughs> somebody who exercises regularly i get it yeah <laughs> going to the gym is always a measuring stick of yourself uh, second show is The Bear. Enough has been said about The Bear. It's the show about a family who it's is running a, 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 a restaurant in Philadelphia. It's very good. It's well done. Um, cooking show. Cooking show. <laughs> Third one is Jury Duty. Did you watch Jury Duty? Because you need to watch Jury Duty. I Here's the thing. Uh, I saw the, the ending of Jury Duty. You watched just the ending? I didn't. Okay, you're phrasing that like I myself sat down and said, "Hmm, interesting. What's this on Amazon?" <laughs> and went to the last fucking episode and said, <laughs> okay, "I think this will be okay." Point taken. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, my um, cousin who has who adopted uh, two children and then had a child, like then got pregnant because they were so three like newborns, wow. <laughs> like that's a lot at, at the same time. Um, and so she was like. That was the show that she watched to decompress, and so I watched like the ending of it because I went and visited them. Um, you should still was... watch it. You should still watch it. It's so good. The, yeah, conce- I, I, the, the plot here is that uh, one they, everybody else are actors. They brought right. a regular guy to jury one duty, guy, 
and then they made it as wacky as possible. Very like Eric Andre. Without telling him. Um, and then at the end, they do the big reveal and they tell him everybody here is an actor. Yeah, and, I saw that uh, part where they're like going through every, and I'm like, this would be great if I knew all these characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would I really uh, love I think that. that might be my favorite show of the year. I think it's just like so off the wall and the, the twists and turns and the guy that they pick, like it seems like a kind of a nasty premise where you pull the sheet, you pull the, the sheet back and he's like, wait a second, this has all been mean, but it's yeah. not. And he is such a sweetheart that it makes it all work. Like they've cast mm. the exact right person who wouldn't take it personally and could just kind of roll with anything like it's, he's out there just the trying to be a supportive of, guy like it's the opposite of other reality tv where it's all just tearing like people down nathan for you or eric andre where it's like one wacky guy in a normal world right where this is like everyone normal wacky, guy in a wacky one, world, yeah. one normal guy uh, all right yeah. mo- movies i watched 28 movies this year pretty good year right. for movies uh yeah. t- three in no particular order uh the D movie it was really quite good I was quite I just surprised watched that with recently. It. it was good. I yeah. liked it. It had all the things that you expect, and it was a. It had no business being as fun as it was. It and it was made by people who clearly care and know D and D, and so that was kind of nice. It wasn't just a cash yeah. grab, and it was like this is a believably. So much this worse. is like <laughs> such a funny like. You think about D and D parties and how like how did this band of ragtag travelers get together and make this thing work? And it's like that's what the movie is. That's what they did. Yeah. Like it's great. Uh, number two, Blazing Saddles. I had never seen Blazing Saddles before this year. So good. I mean, come on. This it's is, so good. This is the equivalent of when Dunkey goes, Super Mario Brothers 2. Still <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, this is the list of things I consumed this year. That's they did not necessarily <laughs> come out this year. No, All right? just, that movie's from the fucking like 70s. It's like, so good. It is so good. It's one of my, probably one of my favorite movies. It Well, yeah, it's 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 definitely up there because it's just so funny and the, there's so many fucking lines that are so just, good. It's king of one-liners, Gene Wilder, like king just of, king of just oh yeah, all of them, like all of them in the movie are just zinging one-liners at each other. It's so good. The, even the like now kind of crass and puerile farting bit around with the beans. <laughs> but it works it, like, like because my, it's just like dad, that's just one joke in a suite of other hilarious things he's like i i think my dad told me he brought my grandpa or somebody with them to to watch it and they were dying laughing at that yeah. scene like yes. could you imagine being in the theater for that oh oh my god so good it, i will say for people who are watching it now if you're watching it from a very modern perspective you could not um, make this movie anymore it wouldn't no it would not be it's made. extremely race-based the yes. entire joke of the movie is it's a black sheriff being put into a racist white town yes like it's this it, movie does not like get help made them out no right. it, it is a great movie though uh and then probably my favorite movie of the year across the spider-verse i mean come on oh absolutely it's a yeah, slam dunk I mean, I've watched dunk. it. It's a great time. I very rarely rewatch movies. I think I've seen this movie three times. It's so really? it's super good. Yeah, I've done uh, that for the original Into the Spider Verse. I watched yes, that multiple Into times. Into is also fantastic. Across the Spider Verse. Across the Spider Verse maintains the level of quality and ups the ante in such a way where I'm like so entirely hooked and ready for the third one. That's just yeah. like, and the fact that they managed to not show their hand about the fact that it's a part one. I oh yeah like for God's sake this is I had no idea not really but the, yeah the because the, I got to the end of the movie and there are kids down the thing the down the aisle from me yeah and they're just like what do you mean what do you mean it's the end <laughs> like they were because I was gearing up because you're like third act baby they're gonna, and then yeah, it's third like act. boom and you're like you're like well you check your watch and it's like third act you're like wait but it's been in two and two hours and twenty minutes like yeah okay this movie is That's over a full you're movie. right yeah and you right. go oh right it's, but it flies right. it by. hooks like you, it's man. so good oh, so, so good. good. 
All right, final category, games. I played 23 games this year. Ooh, that's a lot. 23 games. Um, first game, I'm putting kind of an asterisk on it because I came out last year, but I played it this year. That's God of War, God of War Ragnarok. I mean, come mm. on. That game. I knew this would 10. be, yeah, it's this so is good. a game that was made for you. It's this not, game was it's made like for Spider-Man. me. It's like Spider-Man 2 where it's like, you know, if you like this before you, you know. even fucking buy it. Yeah, and they just nail the execution of the characters they build up. They make they make the world feel so good, and they really actually like in a God of War game. I wouldn't have expected to care about these these side characters nearly as much as I did. And you really, I mean, all of the different angles they had. Um, the guy who was in uh, the West Wing playing Odin, I forget his name, oh, but he I've... was he was phenomenal. Like he's mm. so good, and just like seeing how conniving he is, oh, and oh, it's so good. Like. Hey, everybody. Will again. Uh, just wanted to say, spoiler alert for God of War Ragnarok. Theo kind of goes out on a limb here and uh, starts spoiling things such as character deaths and other plot points. So I thought I would pop it and say, uh, if you have not played God of War Ragnarok, much like me, uh, you might not want to hear these things. <laughs> so uh, just pop over, I don't know, 30 seconds or so, and then the spoilers should be done. I'll give you a few extra seconds in case you're listening to this while, I don't know, washing dishes and your hands are all soapy and you're you're reaching for your phone. You're trying to fumble with it to, to not get those spoilers, but then you get them anyway. So I'm giving you this last little bit of time and now back into the program. Heimdall being a little prick the whole time and then you get to kill him. Oh, so good. I mean, come on. But but the whole the whole thing being Kratos during that fight being like, I don't want to kill you. Like, this is not my thing anymore. I don't go around killing gods. But if you make me because you're going to kill my son, I'm going to come kill you. And, and Heimdall's like, well, I'm a little bitch boy, so I'm going to try to kill your son. And Kratos is like, then you've sealed your own fate, my dude. Oh, All right, so whoever's good. editing this, can you go back like uh, 15 seconds and put in a spoiler word? Because <laughs> you just, just spoiled that a boss fight and who you kill. Like, oh, one so of the good. Yeah. Uh, second when game. I get a PS5, I'll play it. I have so not good. bought a You'll PS5 have forgotten what I so just expensive. said by then. You'll you'll forget. And also like Kratos killing gods. Like, He's got a war. It it's like his whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Next game, Final Fantasy 16. Hey, this is my first Final Fantasy game ever. I've never played a Final Fantasy game before this. I really like it. You got, it. You got really on the good. floor where it's an action game. It's not yeah. a Final <laughs> Fantasy It's, it's not as a... far from a Final Fantasy game as they have gotten, I think. I know, but the, the world that they built is really cool. Like, mm. the, the equivalent being in Game of Thrones, dragons are the nuclear option. And in Final Fantasy 16, they have these huge monsters, one per nation, and they're the nuclear option. And it's kind of a cool idea. These like mm. giant megazords that one person in their kingdom can turn into and defend the kingdom that they call in in case of emergency is pretty rad. Um, I like having nukes uh, in a, in a uh, medieval setting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. I will say that the side quests in this game are abysmal. Don't play them; they're bad. Oh wow, they're fetch quests. They're 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 terrible. Uh, but the main story is really great. Next game, Marvel Snap, baby, back again. We love Marvel oh, Snap right. here. We love Marvel <laughs> Snap. Play Marvel Snap. I'm not going to talk about it. I just have been playing a lot of it. Final game, Baldur's Gate 3. We've talked about it so much. I mean, come on. This You've game had is like the, It's so <laughs> yeah, good. This is, that's oh my game my of the God. year because it's like the main game I've been playing. Will and I, I start every single recording session before by talking about Baldur's Gate. And it's or after. Good. Or yeah. after. <laughs> and it's so good. It's kept us playing. And I still need to do Act 3. So yeah. oh, game of the year. I, come on. Game of the year. 
I, I didn't bring this up to you. I, this is very, this is, I think uh, making this comparison might make you a little bit mad because you don't like the game I'm going to compare it to. Sure. But this feel, if talking about Baldur's Gate 3 feels like talking about old World of Warcraft to my friends. Sure. Where you talk about it, similar fantasy stuff and like, oh, I got this new gear. I've been trying this new build, like yeah. all the fun and like fun interactions. It's a, with such the world. a blend it's of, it's a blend of like really narrative and incredibly well-written story and also kind of emergent fun where you're making your own fun within that sandbox. And it's just yeah. like the balance there is so it's it's D&D, man. Like come on, it's a, it's a, it's good because it's a great representation of a 50-year-old game. Like yeah. that's what it comes down to, you know. A franchise that has not existed for decades is been right. revitalized and now people are probably going to go back and play the old ones. Like which right. is insane because they're old, yeah. like old as dirt. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, this has been my uh, this has been my corner of of books, TVs, movies, games. Thanks for thanks for coming along the ride. I know it's kind of just like me talking about things I did this year, but hey, twenty twenty three, man, pretty good year for all of these categories. Like, really, it's been a phenomenal year, and I think it's worth recognizing that. Mm, I do too. And Theo, don't apologize for that for for going on a tirade about <laughs> because honestly, <laughs> if I had to apologize for every time I've done that. Oh, this. this if would I be don't get to talk city. about, if I don't get to talk about how the best movie of 2023 was Blazing Saddles, then what do I even have a podcast <laughs> for? I mean, come on, <laughs> Blazing Saddles, movie of the year, get the Oscars on the phone. <laughs> We're gonna get this. In. Uh, all right. Well, that. Thank you for for that. I I'm not going. I didn't write down what I. <laughs> I looked at my Steam account and I was like, "What did I play?" And I'm like, "Mostly Baldur's Gate." I also will give a shout out to the Dead Space remake, even though it didn't run the best. And sure. they the the first time I've ever run into installing a game, loading up the game, and go and having go. I hope this is on a solid state drive, bitch. And you're like, "What? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like, Whoa!" They're like, "It's not gonna run well." And then it didn't, didn't run well <laughs> anyway. But it it ran well. It would just crash sometimes. But it, that's happens often enough for pc gaming that i'm like okay whatever this is just pc gaming right yeah um but anyway thank you for that but now we're gonna get in the news in the news tell me about the news and i gotta say that this is this is probably one of the better uh sub headings of in the news space edition oh space edition we're going once the ball news for man one large <laughs> news boy for news kind. <laughs> that was nothing. That's, what it, yeah. <laughs> That's a great, great impression of our most brave astronauts. <laughs> Imagine he's. What if the first words were instead of instead of one one small step for man, one large leap for mankind? What if it was instead he steps on the moon? He goes extra extra. Read all about it. I'm on the moon. I thought you were going to say he falls off in zero to zero G. He goes, shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he like actually lands. But no, this is this is <laughs> not that kind of space news. Um, a lot of this has to do with interstellar bodies. I have two articles. The first one I'm not going to go into. Bodies. Matthew McConaughey. No. Okay. <laughs> He's not going Just, through bookcases to talk to his daughter. Spoilers for Interstellar. Um, this uh, this first article is from NPR. It's from August 17th, 2023, and uh, by Rachel Treisman. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to go too far into this because I think this article is kind of stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
people are freaking out over a question mark seen in space. Scientists mm. can explain. Okay, scientists, the, please explain. Immediately, you did the like, hmm? Oh, okay, explain. Well, this might be the thing where if you go look up the astrological signs and you see... Like, they were like, look at these four li- look at these four stars. Doesn't that look like a lion? And you're like, what crack are you smoking, my dude? That looks like four stars. I will, I'm will. i sending you the, like, image that they used, which is very zoomed in, because they also shoot the full image from the uh, Webb, James Webb Space Telescope. Oh, yeah, look at that. It does look like a question it, mark. This is not the, like the thing I was just talking about, where it's like, these eight dots are a scorpion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Constellations <laughs> right. where they're like, this is a bear. This is a tiny bear. You're like, You're like those are nuts, my dude. They had tons of time back in the day to look up at the stars. But you know what people have all the time to look at? People's stupid ass X posts. They're, okay. they're fucking Twitter <laughs> posts. Because they always, what is with articles now and being like, let's go to the hoi polloi, the fucking mouth breathers of the world. Let's go to Twitter. Like, <laughs> let's see what they have to, to say to enlighten us with. Because the quote from Twitter, uh, the aliens know we found them, and now they're just messing with us. And they they also said one Reddit user wrote. Like, that's nothing. (laughs) Man on the street said. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The the explanation, basically, is that it's too... uh, One second. Quote, it looks like a group or a chance alignment or of two or three galaxies. Kind NOSC ESA communication program officer said over email, quote, the upper part of the question mark looks like a distorted spiral galaxy, maybe hmm. merging with a second galaxy. And that's what another person says. It's probably just two galaxies merging. All right. Which they say is cool. common. It's common, common astronaut astrophysical phenomenon but we still don't have it on a lot of cameras because we don't haven't had cameras for a while well we haven't had cameras this good for this good for a while yeah yeah Yeah. um i do i did want to bring this up also because of the like science pr talk sure that i found fascinating (laughs) where they're talking to the dum-dums yeah it's (laughs) uh it's all about projection garcia marin explains um this question mark shape figure perfectly exemplifies projection effects when looking at the sky, she adds. When we measure in a 2D image of a universe that is filled with objects spanning, spanning time and space, we see the projection. Um, so it's basically like explaining that. That you're um, seeing a 2D image of a 3D space. Like, yeah, which is yeah. so so basic <laughs> to think right. about. But it's like, yeah, if you looked at it from a different angle, it wouldn't <laughs> look like a question mark. Yeah, no shit. Do you imagine if enough galaxies were lined up? I mean, there are infinite stars and infinite galaxies. And so if you find some section of the light sky where you make a constellation that says like, what's up? It's the aliens, baby. And you're like, look at that. That's a constellation that says, what's up? It's the aliens, baby. You yeah, see you that? Do- <laughs> this, uh, I found the quote that I was looking for. Um, and Marcina Gracia Mar- Marin, a web project scientist, um, told NPR in an email, the question mark is, quote, a great example of how, with Webb, no matter what you're looking at, you have surprises in the background. Thanks, Webb. That's that's taking any photo. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nothing You know, statement. when you take a photo at the beach and then you zoom into you, your far left and there's a man eating a hot dog and that's a surprise for you to find in, a, in the background. You know what I just learned today? When you take a picture of a person, it also has like the stuff around them, it's not just like a perfect <laughs> cutout of that person. Insane. 
Uh, and she also has at least one theory for why it's resonating with so much with people. Quote, I think we all enjoy finding familiar shapes in the sky that creates a deep <laughs> connection between our human experience and language, in this case, a question mark, and the beauty of the universe surrounding us. Garcia Marin writes, I think it exemplifies the human need for exploration and wonder. And to me, it brings the question of how many other interesting objects are out there waiting to be explored with Webb, said, said a scientist for the <laughs> fucking Webb telescope, <laughs> saying, give me money. I need money. We need money for the telescope. I, I, uh, they're like dancing around the real explanation. It's not for exploration wonder. It's because people see human stuff. It's the same reason why we see matching. human faces. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of things is pattern magic. And we go, that's a question mark. I mean, the it's still kind of fun to it. see and be like, haha, look, that's a fun shape. Yeah, it's, it's a cute thing. But the fact that it was a multi-paragraph article is, <laughs> <laughs> is the part that I think is, is right. fascinating. Yeah. But the, uh, this is, this is a, a cheeky article. This is a very cheeky article. Uh, this is, I'm getting this from IGN, which oh. I think this is the first time that we've ever gotten an The Imagine Games Network? Come on, let's get so, it. <laughs> I don't even know what the I for IGN. Really? Imagine Games Imagine Network? Games Network. That's what it stands for. Wow, that's, okay. Um, and this came out August 5th, uh, 2022, so it came out last year. French physicist, beautiful Proxima Centauri photo, turns out to be a piece of chorizo. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> chorizo in space. Oh, the, the, the Venn diagram of chorizo in space is this one photograph. I love it. I will, I'm going to send you a picture. Uh, the, the evidence, I'm going to say, exhibit A. That, you can see why people think it was Proxima, uh, Proxima Centauri. I guess, right? but it does look a lot like chorizo. <laughs> like, it looks <laughs> yes. a lot like a piece of meat. It, it is red with like uh, orange bits. Mainly, like, that's what it, it looks. Yeah, like. it looks like a planet, like a. It's a circle. It's a black circle. Form. It's a circle in black space, and it's it got like you know it's it's a cross set of cut of meat. So it looks like it's mostly red, and it's got sort of swirls of white and different seen, oranges. The main like, thing that gets me is if you if you look at it, if you look at the edge of it, it's not perfectly round. And so for me, that's like, I don't. I don't know if people like... are gonna f would focus on that necessarily. I think people have seen enough. It's too shiny. I've, <laughs> I've seen enough like different versions of the sun where uh, it's like, ooh, let's see the sunspots and things like that. Where yeah, I'm like, no, I, I get, get it. it. I get it. Um, I get this one. I see it. Earlier this week, French physicist Etienne Etienne Klein, uh, Doctor Klein. I'm just gonna call him Doctor Klein. Seemed to post a photo of Proxima Centauri, the closest known star to our own. Located some 4.2 light years away. <laughs> it's Proxima Salami, closest to in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the photo was gorgeous and quickly amassed thousands of likes. There was just one problem. The photo was actually just a bit of chorizo. As translated by AGN, Klein originally posted the photo with the caption, Closest photo to Proxima, of Proxima Centauri, the star that's closest to the sun, located 4.2 light years away from us. It was taken by the James Webb... James Webb Space Telescope, another one for another W, or another in this w. case, an L. <laughs> um, this level of detail, a new world is revealed day after day. He's <laughs> a French guy, so he's like, a new level of detail. detail. When you pair it with a nice brie and you put it with <laughs> wine. A, a new world is revealed day after day. <laughs> it quickly emerged that the photo was fake. One scientist's practical joke. Quote, well, when it's time for the aperitif, cognitive, cognitive biases seem to have a field day, so watch out for them. 
Klein tweeted, this is the most pretentious That's uh, Frenchman. He should get a a absolute pedestal in Paris for the most <laughs> for the <laughs> condescending Frenchman. Yes. Yeah, oh my God. Saying aperitif in a fucking medical, uh, scientific <laughs> tweet. I can't believe it. That's uh, your punchline to your good joke about chorizo? <laughs> That's what the uh, best you got? Uh, quote, according to the contemporary cosmology, no objects belonging to Spanish chicuterie exist anywhere but on Earth. He then warned against online misinformation. Quote, when seeing certain comments, I feel an obligation to specify the tweet showing an alleged snapshot of Proxima Centauri was a form of amusement. After this, we have to beware of arguments from authority as much as the spontaneous spontaneous eloquence of certain images, a.k.a. even when people are official, they can st- still spread misinformation. This, I'm going to say, is on purpose, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels weirder. It's uh, bad when the scientists are doing the misinformation. I think we've reached yeah, a new, <laughs> a new I, threshold. I, I understand what he's doing. He is doing it in the most f- French pretentious way he possibly could (laughs) um uh, if klein wanted to draw attention to misinformation then mission accomplished the tweet was reported in several major publications worldwide and continues to circulate online thankfully there are plenty of actual photos of the from the james webb space telescope uh which was successfully deployed on the january 24th um and it just goes over its mission which is to get pictures so anyway this but this this feels like because there's the myth that spiders climb into your mouth and that's like very it was specifically manufactured Mm -hmm. to see how far a a rumor could go Mm. and i'm gonna say those are bad studies because then the rumor remains and your explanation does not (laughs) people still believe the spider thing right you think people aren't gonna think that this is still a fucking planet they're not gonna read the whole discourse about it no definitely not no they're Maybe they'll see that's Teresa and go, oh, ha And they're not going to think more about it. They're not going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a whole ploy to get me to think. No, it's, <laughs> it was a Frenchman's little prank. <laughs> but anyway, I, I wanted to bring that up because <laughs> just, the, the, just the cheekiness of it. Too of cheeky. being like, ah, you think that this is a planet? Oh, not perfectly spherical. Chorizo it is. <laughs> Chorizo. <laughs> but anyway, let's hope that your next segment's a little bit less pretentious. Well, well, no such luck. We're going Shit. to another in the news, and this one from the BBC, a reputable news source for once on this this decrepit, terrible podcast, this horrible oh. sludge fest. This was yeah. entitled "The Teenager Who Lives Like It's the 1940s." Whoa! So, Callum Grubb is only 19, but he lives his life as if it's the 1940s. Nearly everything da, da, he owns. Do, da, da, do. <laughs> I, I don't. What's this new th- gid, gizmo gadget? Uh, you call it an iPod. Oh. Oh, will you joke? Nearly everything he owns <laughs> no. is from the time period, including his clothes. The teenager drives a black 1938 Austin Cambridge. He only uses the telephone from the 1940s and rides a 1952 Raleigh bicycle. I'm going to send you a, um, a uh, photo of this of this gentleman. Hi, can I talk to him for a sec? What do you mean I called the wrong phone? <laughs> I'm supposed to call a different phone, but this is your number. I do need... So he's a teenager? I kind of... Uh, he's 19 years old. Here he is. Here he I, is. I made the joke about... <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. He 
drives he a, is. He, he drives a car that was manufactured in 1938, Will. This is incredible because I don't think there's ever been a bigger age gap from <laughs> a car to the fucking baby man that is driving it. He is a big baby man. Yeah. So I joke to my friend that it's gone beyond an obsession, he says. I'm as old fashioned as they come. Callum's car is 10 years older than his grandmother, Anne, who he has lived with at her home in Kirk Kirkcaldy, Fief, Fife, since he was 12. And while 75-year-old Anne regularly uses a mobile phone, her grandson mm. does not even own one. I'm rubbish mm. with technology, Callum says. <laughs> I was forced to have a laptop for college, and I hated it. Yeah, because you're living a life where you're tapping on a <laughs> you're typewriter. You're living a sham, brother. <laughs> I have been living under this rock for so long that, oh, what is that? The sun? Fuck that. Also, of, of all the decades you could pick to live in, the 1940s is not great, my dude. It's I'm not a great time in the world in the 1940s. Yeah, if he goes really hard on it, I feel bad for his future wife. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it won't matter because his future wife is probably born in 1920. So what does it matter? <laughs> She's already in the grave. I only like, like digging a grave. I only like it from the 1940s. He's so handy to have around the house. Uh, Callum says he fell in love with the with the 40s during his first year of high school. I've always loved history, he says. But when uh -huh. I was younger, I looked to my grand granddad's prisoner of war diaries, and I just love everything <laughs> about the period. Really? <laughs> everything? <laughs> everything? <laughs> he's, he's reading through it. Just uh, we haven't eaten in 12 days. <laughs> uh, the gangrene has taken James's <laughs> leg. Uh, and he's just like, oh, You're what like, the fuck? <laughs> Talk about the radio again. I love it. <laughs> we broke we broke the battle for one solitary day for Christmas. And I just I couldn't stand the silence. I, I nearly I, I, I nearly my wife. cut my own arm off just oh, to wow. feel something. <laughs> like, yeah, whoopee! Uh, yay! I hope I can go back to my wife so I can produce a grandchild that's a huge <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's, a, wow. that's wildly disappointing and doesn't <laughs> just, know how to live in his own time he doesn't know how to live in his own fucking time <laughs> Holy he shit. now collects everything related to the period such as oil lamps and a vintage what? he's single-handedly keeping the whale oil industry alive. <laughs> I, I mean i mean yeah, he's, he has to go out to see what in a rowboat he's like well i gotta do it the right way got the you know, authentic gotta whale do it like oil. the old grandpappy did oh. uh oil lamps and a vintage record player that he uses to listen to his favorites like Verla Lynn, Vera Lynn, Anne Shelton, and Frank Sinatra. I couldn't tell you a modern singer if you asked me, he said. Oh my God. Uh, however, shit. Callum told the BBC's Good Morning Scotland program via his 1940s Bakelite rotary tel dial telephone that there is one thing from the post-war period that he definitely does not do. We don't ration, he says. I like my <laughs> food way too much for that. Oh my God. You know what? Do I take the the easy lowest hanging fruit possible? I didn't sure. need to to hear that in the article to know that he's not rationing. This is, like, as, uh, I'm saying this as a, a I'm gonna use the defense of I am an overweight man. This he's not <laughs> rationing. He, uh, Callum's latest addition to his vintage collection is his car, the 1938 Austin Cambridge named Poppy. He had been saving up for the purchase since he was 13. So six years. It's, I guess it's long for, it's a third of his life, but still. I was 
Okay, that was going to be a huge question of mine of where is he bankrolling this as a 19-year-old? <laughs> it's expensive to live in the 1940s He's going to be in an, modern times. An old-time, old-timey cabbie. He's going to start driving around like an Uber, but he's going to be hey. late all the time, and he can't merge <laughs> onto the highway because his car tops out at 35 <laughs> miles an hour. Oh, sorry. It's just fucking exploding at this <laughs> Don't mind the rattle. Callum just came and told me I want an old Austin, his mom Claire says. I didn't think it would ever happen. He bought the car for nearly 7,000 pounds in early November from a man he met while visiting a museum. (laughs) (laughs) My boy. My My boy, boy, you can't write this shit. It just happens, all right? (laughs) Oh, no. He he has the original invoice showing the car costs 215 pounds in 1938, the equivalent of about 18,000 pounds today. Uh, it is not illegal to drive a classic car without seatbelts, and Callum has driven his ne- his nearly every day since he got it. It's like you are back in time, especially when you get into the old country roads, he says. <laughs> the unpaved country roads. <laughs> the car survived the blitz in London, but it can only reach 50 miles per hour, and even that is pushing it, Callum laughs. It's great to drive. There's always a clear road ahead, but behind a sea of traffic. Oh my god. <laughs> You're causing traffic, my man. You've just admitted it yourself. He's the a cartoon is- <laughs> character. He's literally a Go cartoon around. character. He even looks like the, the uh, character who's like, I'll pay you Tuesday for a hamburger, <laughs> hamburger today. today. He, look, yes, he, he looks like him and imagine the, him just smiling, that big dumb smile as he's going 50 <laughs> miles per hour and the British people behind him going, fucking go! <laughs> go! Go! <laughs> Callum is regularly seen around Kirkaldi in his car and has become a local celebrity. He was even invited by a local bakery to park his car outside the front of their store for a grand opening. People of all ages wave at the car, young and old alike, Callum says, but he regularly takes the car further afield than Kirkaldi. We love to run run along the coast in the old car, my friend Lindsay and I, he says. I usually stop at the antique shops along the way because it can be hard to get some of my clothes. My grand dreads me coming home because she knows I'll end up bringing some back with me. <laughs> and they're all smelly things from the 40s. From the 40s. From what a t- what a time to be alive. The 1940s. <sighs> and I'm going to say that <laughs> the girl who's only a friend and has friends owned him. Oh, <laughs> Callum says uh, people used to be shocked when he, uh, when he said he did not have a mobile phone. I keep very busy, I assure you, he says. He spends a lot of time with his car, maintaining and servicing it, even though it does not require an MOT or road tax like all cars manufactured more than 40 years ago. When Callum isn't with his car, he's out with friends or working at the local dog kennels. He says he has friends of all ages, oh, although nice. he admits his he shares more in common with people much older than him. I always get to chat to the older people. They tell me they remember their dad or granddad with the car when they were my age, he says. And he says, yes, and I was there too. I am immortal. I've always been here. This is my favorite time to be alive because I get to pretend that I was out of place in all the other times. <laughs> this is a photo of me and my best friends. And it's a photo from the ending of The Shining. like with his arms out like da-da-da. <laughs> Callum's grand Ann Walker says her house has become the epicenter for Callum's collections. I wake up to a picture of Winston (laughs) Churchill and an old vintage (laughs) car, she says. Callum has lived at his grand's house since he was 12 after his granddad, John, suddenly passed away. He's kept her company ever since. I've learned more about history from Callum than I've ever known, said (laughs) (laughs) 75-year-old. 
I've lived 75 years, more history than the 10-year period that he enjoys, and also the 19 years of his life. But you know what? I don't know shit. His first words were Betty Boop, and we knew from that day forward that he was really a product of his time. We always watch old films together. He's in love with Ginger Rogers, Anne says. Callan's mom, Claire, is a nursery office officer at Fife Council and says she has been uh, supportive of his decision. His decision? What do you mean his decision? His, his to, life decision. To, to, to apply to... for AARP membership? What do you mean? <laughs> it's for living this whole life, for being, you know what, just kind of uh, <laughs> just just being that guy. He's you know, that guy, TM. You know... Some part of me doesn't blame him for looking at mod- the modern world and going, I think I'll Fuck just skip this. to retirement. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll just fast really. forward. Now that you mention it, yeah. So I can't really blame him fair. for that. Uh, Callum went on a school trip when he was about 12 and came back with an old-fashioned hat on, she says. I thought it was funny, and I just asked him, where did you find this? He said, that's the way I want to dress. That's going to be me. Ever since then, that's just been Callum, his mom says. Claire says that Callum is doing great, and she's watched her, uh, him blossom into a 1940s gentleman. Callum oh says he can't understand other people's fascination with his collection. You never think that what? you're that interesting, he says. This is just my life. Callum. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is, hi, I'm going to do a big sign on myself that says, look at me in my car. Yes. I, you, there. I mean, we'll get to this at the end because I got a lot of thoughts about this. Uh-huh, but I'm uh-huh. going to say, as a, a just a, a, this seems a right moment to say, you can make whatever decisions you'd like. Be yourself. I fully, fully support that. Be yourself. Absolutely. I love that this is the truth that he is going with. Right. The way people react to you is not up to you. Right. That like, is outside you, your zone of influence. You, you make you don't your get decision. You get. You don't get to control when people say like us. You look dumb. <laughs> you look kind of dumb in this. Uh, you look I, out of place I, for sure. This this does look like the same hat that he, the picture you sent me that he probably got when he was a kid because it's, it, it looks like it fits him. It, and yet it looks tiny. It looks like a, <laughs> I something think that you was, might have been just the style. I can't tell. No, but it's, I can't tell because fedoras have been <laughs> taken over by, by uh, insane people, but it also doesn't match his outfit. I think he could probably do better with that, but. Let's go on. Is there is there more to the article? It's just or two more gonna... lines. Callum says, a lot of these cars sit in a museum and are never used, but that's not what they're for. They're meant to be used. So that's what no. I'm doing. It's a good react, good to see the reaction, and I always go by and beat the horn. And that's where it ends. So, Will, are no, you I'm ready gonna... to take the plunge? Are you ready to go back in time, 80 years, start living? You cannot say, you can't use the quote, uh, Ships are safe at port, but that's not what ships are for. For a fucking antique car. We are not sailing. I mean, they have wooden sailboats, but those motherfuckers are in museums. This is also probably a, this is probably also a wooden car. Yeah. We're being honest with ourselves. It's, it doesn't look at, like it runs well. This is so we went back to back with two of the most we the this is actually probably a good thing for New Year's. Because we give the award for most pretentious Frenchman to uh-huh. the scientist from before. And I'm going to say this this boy, uh-huh. he earns hipster of, <laughs> of the century. Yes. He is repping, repping that lifestyle. Is, and so this is new levels of hipsterdom. You're, you're right. This is crazy. It's, it's new this levels because it's, 
because it's because he fully believes it. Like he's fully immer- like that smile. You cannot replicate that smile. A hipster has never smiled like that's, that. That's that's a that's a smile that has no idea that there's an impending climate crisis. You can't think that. <laughs> <laughs> you no can't news. think that. He's like a, the UF, the aliens are going to show up, the, and he's yes. not going to know about it until <laughs> yeah. it shows up in War of the Worlds on his fucking radio. <laughs> this is it's this is absolute. I. This is one of the few people, as as somebody who is a nerd and is very empathetic to, to other nerds, yeah. know what it's like to be bullied. I want to bully this kid <laughs> so badly. So bad. Well, it's like in well, my you core. Need to, you need to not punch down. You need to resist, I, Will. That's true. Be better. That's true. Be the better be, man. Be nice to this boy. Okay. This is... I have to say that he's doing... If this is all reproduction stuff, he's doing a good job. Yep. He's um he's doing he did old Christine on the car. He fixed it up. It looks nice. It looks what great. You can he, see from the right. interior. Um he's a 1940s no problems, gentleman. No problems with doing this, uh him doing this, but it's also like I said, you're not going to control my reaction when I say, "What do you mean you're going to just <laughs> are you just going to live in 1940s for the rest of your fucking life? Like what's the plan right. there?" What's what's the plan? Are you going to you going to go to college or are you just going to sit around and take care of your car? What's going on? Oh, I can't use a computer. I'm just an old-fashioned boy. <laughs> Computers have been around since before you were alive, my boy. So college? they're not <laughs> I'm going to be a chimney sweep. Yeah, oh, what are you going to do? I don't see a future for myself in college. There is I think I would I think I would respect this more. This, because this feels like not mental illness. This almost feels like being on the spectrum. Like this feels very. I'm going to make my world in order that I like. Yes. It, like it's a very strange because it's like, what are you going to do when you do get a job that requires computer stuff? Like mo- like most <laughs> jobs, you like, be, you don't look like I'm a saying. heavy he, laborer. That's what I'm saying. He's skipping straight to retirement. Yeah, that's so. true. Like, but it's like, because I can imagine, I thought this was going to be an older man that goes, oh, I'll just like doing it on my, my spare time. Like you would see in a show. Like sure. I've seen a lot of like antique shows when they go, I love my car, but I also have a wife and we go to breakfast every whatever. This <laughs> this boy, I'm going to keep saying boy because he is 19 fucking years old. I've, I, he is, I, I, he <laughs> like has made the decision, I'm going to eschew all modern life, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, fuck that bullshit. I'm going to live under my rock and then not, like, <laughs> there's there's a mix here where I feel like it would lend itself more from being a crazy person I and feel more like being this, like a normal hobby. He's he's invented a new thing, which is the beginning of life crisis. He's having it now. <laughs> and he skipped all the way to the end. <laughs> he got confused by the timeline of things. <laughs> I, I like your perspective on this, that he is just, I don't think he... I like that you're ascribing to him that he's just like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to speed run. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's gonna, the point? Any percent. You know, right yeah. here, right now. Any <laughs> percent. If we could do that and live my 1940s life. 1940s is also such a, I guess for Britain, it's a little bit like, has a little bit more fashion. Hmm. But it's also, 
90s was a bad time for us. It was a bad time. If you said 50s, I would be like, okay, right, there's a lot of people. Like, like, yeah, yeah, people are still like have some kind of nostalgia over it. But <laughs> 1940s? Like, <laughs> to complete the character, I'm wildly racist. Like, <laughs> okay, all say, right. <laughs> uh, to, to complete the character, I started shooting bombs onto London. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> to, to reenact the Blitz. Like, what do you... What, not good. What is... I, I'm going to... Let's end the segment on... Uh, Let's th- think about what this guy's future is going to be. Hmm. What could he possibly do? Cause, well, we cause, joked about it being a chimney sweep, but that does not a job anymore. No. He could be... He, he seems very sweet. He seems like a nice guy. I wish I wasn't like, so wanting to bully him so hard, but... He seems like he'd be a good docent, you know? Find him in a museum. Mm, you know, yes. Museum, museum always needs... He, he could really... He might, if he's willing to start the museum today, he could be maybe the person, Guinness Book of World Records, longest docent. You know, like, <laughs> By the he's fact so young. He, he's starting he so already, early. He already looks like one. He right. looks like he's going to have this outfit on for the rest of his life and he's going to age into it. And he, looks like nice. you're, he looks like you're already trying to escape the conversation you've been trapped in with him. And that's very good. <laughs> he, that's a key oh quality. The picture that you sent me is him like leaning on his elbow, like arm around his chair with his hand on the steel wheel, giving a big smile. Imagine this is the end of the date. And you're seeing <laughs> no. that in his no, fucking no, no. musty old car. Yeah, no, I no, think no. there's like, the, it, he's gonna he's gonna require a very specific person um that's gonna wanna go with them on these things. Cause this is also Yeah. I'm the I'm also a fan of history. I like a variety of history because I've seen people who are into a specific type of history. Mm-hmm. It's for a reason. And also those people are very weird. Yes. <laughs> get uncomfortable because like the people who are obsessed with World War II, those people are nutty. Like yeah. <laughs> they have and they have reasons. Like so this I, I kind of want to just like dive into his mind and see if it's just the simpler time and like, oh, this is like old timey. You want to go inside his ear. You want to be inserted into his brainscape and go on a whimsical adventure or maybe a hellscape. You don't know what's in there. Yeah. But anyway, that's. (laughs) Anyways, that is the man who's stuck in the 1940s and uh, good luck to him. Maybe we'll check in on him later in life. And his poor mother, his poor grandmother. His grandmother's apparently loving it. So yeah, having a, that is funny that she's like, I remember my dad having this. Like it's that far back. Yes. What What's right. next? I guess is this the earliest age that you could get away? Uh, no, actually, now I'm thinking about it. If you you could probably get to 1800s if probably. you wanted to live a lifestyle like, like Victorian. That. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that brings us to the end of his life because he's retired and now that's the only thing he has to <laughs> <laughs> look forward to. And also the end of the podcast. And with that, I die. And, <laughs> and with that, I die. And that's the end. Uh, no, but thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. We always love when people enjoy the podcast and love when we see people's ratings and reviews on their podcast network of choice, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, what have you. Uh, if you have any segments that you want to send to us, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City, or YouTube, Segment City, and we have to give a big thank you to somebody in particular. That'll be a thank you to Rachel Robeson. She does our intro music, and she has music that you can find everywhere. Keep a lookout. Mm. 
hot new drops incoming. You never know mm. when they're going to hit. So keep checking yes. back. And some say that she's living in the 1490s. She's stuck, of- <laughs> she stuck at the time. Christopher Columbus just went to discover the new world. She's stuck in it. She can't wait to right? hear back. Is that right? She can't you wait really to hear back that. what's happening. Yeah, she'll she'll hear about Pins America and, and be absolutely just She's going like, to be thrilled. <laughs> what do you mean this is not called Colombia? What do you mean there's a different country called Colombia? Yeah, you know what? Actually, scratch that. She's going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be pissed every... You always say, some people say, when you're the only person. I guess, is one person some, some... Some people. people. Some people, am I right? But now we're going to see how some people have unusual deaths. Oh. This is from the Wikipedia article. List of unusual deaths in the last segment. Uh, this is Thomas Otway who died the 14th of April, 1685. And this is the most ironic. Okay, I'm ready. This is very ironic. The English English dramatist fell on hard times and was suffering from poverty in his later years and was driven to by starvation to beg for food. A gentleman who recognized him gave a, him a guinea, which is like coin, um, which with which he hastened to a baker's shop, purchased a roll, and choked to death on the first mouthful. <laughs> oh, God. On the first mouthful. He's so... (laughs) Done for. That's rough. Brutal. But you know what's not rough? The end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to say something. (laughs) You could have ended it right there and it probably would have worked. Uh, Yeah. Go eat a a roll. Don't choke. Don't choke. And come back next time so you can tell us how the roll was. You can be talking to us. We'll ask you next time. We'll, (laughs) We'll wait. We'll wait. It's funny because if you just kind of yell into the air, we hear it. Sometimes we hear it. Yeah. That's what I do with this microphone and then you hear it. So that's <laughs> but yeah, how but that it's works. up to a, a, a whole th- a computer. It's a and whole then we thing. like upload it instead of What's a computer? Magic. I've never heard of that. I okay, only know the about 1940s. the phonograph. <laughs> I hope you get blitzed. <laughs>